I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 208 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today is Memorial Day. It is a time to be together with family, have a barbecue, kick off the unofficial start of summer. More importantly, it is a time to remember the men and women who made it possible for us to enjoy all the freedoms that we have here For many families around the nation today, there is an empty chair at the table. For many families today, there are stories being told in remembrance of lives that were lost in service to this great nation. And since 9-11, many of our servicemen and women have died in the fight against terrorism. And we as a nation owe everything that we have to their sacrifice because without them, evil would overcome this planet. The United States of America has been the shining light in the history of a world that has seen some serious displays of darkness and evil. And that light is being shined by the men and women who serve all around the world. And make no mistake, despite what people may say about America and Americans and our place in the world, millions of people are dying to come here. There is no other place on the planet where so many people are willing to sacrifice everything just to get here. There are no heartwarming stories about the family that risked it all to get to China. There's never been a movie made about that father who desperately tried everything to give his kids the opportunity to grow up in Russia. These stories of hopes and dreams and freedom, they all take place right here in the United States of America. And today, I have the extreme honor of speaking with Gold Star father, Larry Brown, whose son, Adam Brown, was killed in action in Afghanistan back on March 17th. 2010. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Adam's story, I highly recommend you read the book Fearless, written by Eric Blem. It is one of the most inspirational stories that you will ever read. Adam struggled with addiction, and his story goes from hanging out in drug houses to serving with the most elite team of all, SEAL Team 6. I've never read a story with such extremes of ups and downs, and if you've been listening to this show for a little while, then you know how much I love and admire the Navy SEALs, and Adam's story has been my favorite because I relate to his struggles with addiction. I also relate to his faith in God, which is what Adam leaned on to get him through this almost impossible journey of his life. And Adam's father, Larry, himself is a Vietnam veteran, his father, a World War II veteran, so the Brown family knows all too well the price of freedom. So on this Memorial Day, let's remember all of the men and women who have paid that price for us, and please enjoy this interview with First Class Father, Larry Brown, coming at you right now. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He, along with his wife Janice, are the gold star parents of Navy SEAL Adam Brown, who was killed in action in Afghanistan back on March 17th, 2010. He is a Vietnam veteran himself. We all owe him and his family a great deal of gratitude. It is a big honor for me to say, Larry Brown, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, 
Thank you. Uh, appreciate you calling and uh, appreciate the opportunity. All right, let's start right here, Larry. How many kids and grandkids do you have? <laughs> well, uh, Janice and I have three children. We have uh, uh, Adam, Manda, and our oldest son, Sean. Adam and Manda are twins. And each of our kids have two kids, so we have six grandchildren. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. What type of uh, sports are all the grandkids into? Uh, they're, they're all into, uh, of course, two of them are boys, and they're big into football, and all the girls are into cheerleading and volleyball. That, that's their thing. So we uh, actually, our, our oldest grandson, uh, he's, uh, he's in college now, and we had two of our granddaughters just graduated high school, uh, this last week, and so we've got half of them out of out of high school now, and they just they grow up in a hurry. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and I'm starting to believe it. My oldest just became a teenager, so it feels like just yesterday he was in diapers. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it won't be long. It'll seem like yesterday, and they'll they'll be gone. And uh, it, it's uh, it's that's the way it should be, though. That's. That's the order that things ought to go in. Yes, sir. Okay, Larry, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I'm uh, right now I'm semi-retired. I started an uh, all-service electric. It's an electrical contracting company. Uh, we, Janice and I uh, started in 1983, and uh, we've been uh, involved in it ever since, and our my oldest son Sean has uh, kind of taken over, and he does most of the work now. And I just go in every now and then just to let him know I'm still around. Very cool. And I know from reading the book that you guys moved quite a bit when your kids were small. Um, how did you kind of handle discipline with the kids, Larry? What type of disciplinarian were you as a father? Well, unfortunately, I was a very stern disciplinarian i uh i I look back at it now and i made a lot of mistakes in my in my fatherhood in the way i uh disciplined my kids but uh i was doing what i was raised in and unfortunately uh it may not have been the best uh best way but janice and i we kind of complement one another she's uh She's not near as strict as I am, and she can uh, she can calm me down at points, and which is which works good for us. Yeah, Larry, my father was born in 1930, and my parents have both passed on. But I mean, my father's style of discipline is way different than my own, and um, there's no doubt that uh, it's a much lighter form of discipline than my father received as a child. So I think a lot of dads today, the style of discipline has changed. Well, I think so. Uh, my the only what I would change is I. I disciplined a lot out of anger rather than trying to teach. And, uh, I, you know, I, I believe there is a, a uh, there's for uh, corporal punishment or, or spankings when a child is younger and whatever, but uh, it, can be, it can be taken to an extreme. And, and there were times when I did. 
Okay, and Larry, one of the biggest reasons why I love Adam's story so much is that he was able to overcome his addiction to drugs. I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict myself here, and Adam's story was so inspiring and has helped me in my own situation, as I know it has helped uh, so many other people. When did you and Janice first become aware that Adam was hooked on something, and what was your response to it? Well, it was after Adam uh, went off to college, and uh, the first year he's in college, when he would come home, we had you know, it would just see a little difference in him. He, uh, not not anything major, but uh, by the end of the, his first year in college, it uh, it was evident that there was something changed about him, and uh, it was we we realized uh, after the first year in college that uh, he had gotten into drugs. He never did them while he was in high school. But uh, after he got into college and he made some new friends, and uh, he didn't pick his friends very, uh, very, very good, so he made some bad choices. And uh, he, it didn't take long for Adam to be involved in drugs. Adam was the type of kid that if he's going to do something, he did it a hundred percent. I mean, he wanted he wanted to be real good at anything he did. And uh, evidently, he was pretty good at doing that also. Uh, and it really, it took a toll on him, uh, and it didn't take long. Yeah, it's one of the biggest fears that I have with my kids is they come up and get into high school and eventually college. And I understand as parents, you know, I mean, they're going to be exposed to drugs and all this stuff. We can only pray that they make the right decisions when that time comes. Uh, now, Larry, I mean, you witnessed your son going from hanging out with the lowest form of people in the neighborhood to working with the most elite group of men on the planet. I mean, I can't believe uh, what it must have been like for you as a dad to witness all that. So when did you first become aware that Adam was even interested in becoming a Navy SEAL? Actually, it was after, see, Adam, uh, when he went to, went to jail and he, he uh, then when he, uh, he came to know Jesus and he decided that he was going to live his life for Jesus and he went to a program called Teen Challenge, which is a, a, a faith-based, Christ-centered uh, rehab center. And it was there that Adam uh, realized that uh, he he had to walk the very straight and the very narrow for for him to to do anything. And when he come home from Teen Challenge, it was kind of uh, comical. Now that I look back at it, he he told me that he was going to join the Navy and be a Navy SEAL, and I and I told him I said, Adam, there is absolutely no way that you're going to get in the Navy. I mean, look at your history. And uh, he said, well, I know that, but I think this is where God wants me to be. And uh, I said, well, you know, you if you go and lie to these recruiters, you're not just going to be in trouble. You're going to be in the brig. And he said, oh, no, I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to tell them the whole story. Uh, he said, God wouldn't honor it if I lied to them. And, but, that's just one of the things that God started working with him and opening doors that only he could have opened, and things started happening for Adam that were just amazing. Yeah, incredible. And what were some of the biggest changes you noticed about Adam, Larry, after he officially made it through the most difficult military training in the world and accomplished the goal of becoming a Navy SEAL? Uh, what were some of the biggest changes you noticed about Adam? You know, I, th- I think one of the 
the major things about Adam was that he was he he was always been very very competitive, and he still was very competitive, but he was more I I don't want to say just relaxed about it. He didn't. Uh, it was not something that uh, that was completely driving him. He he was just more self assured. I think he he realized that he could accomplish what he wanted to. He his uh, he he was always a just. I, I I say he was a beat to fit and paint to match guy, which means that. If something wasn't working, you just hadn't worked at it hard enough. You hadn't beat it hard enough, and if you would hit it hard enough, it would eventually be in go into place, and you put a little paint on it and make it match and go on. And that's just kind of the way he went about life. Yeah, what an amazing man! And I'll tell you what, Larry. I mean, I've read so many Navy SEAL books. I've been fortunate enough here to interview so many frogmen on the podcast. And and Adam's book, Fearless. I mean, it's my favorite by far. Now, have you? I would imagine you've read the book. And if so, uh, did you learn anything new about your son from reading the book? Well, I, I of course I have read the book. I I read it uh, cover to cover one time. Uh, I've read parts of it since. One of the uh, I guess the the main thing that I didn't know was uh, the events that uh, that happened that night. Uh, you know, we met all the the seals that were with Adam that night that he was killed, and none of us, none of those guys, ever told us anything about what they did that night. But uh, the heroism that those guys showed just trying to get Adam off that mountain was something that, uh, you know, it, uh, <clears throat> it really, uh, it, it, it was uh, shocking to me what all, how these guys, all they wanted to do was talk about what Adam did. They never once talked anything about what they did. And they're just an amazing group of guys. Yeah, Larry, the SEALs are such an extraordinary group of men, and thank God that we as a nation have men like Adam and those who were with him that night, because without them, I mean, we wouldn't stand a chance in this world. They are heroes, and I, for one, am very grateful that the SEAL community is out in the open. I speak about this often on the show here. I do a a Frogman Friday episode just about every week. Um, I think the fact that they are known and we as citizens have access to read about them, follow them on on social media, uh, we get a chance to peek inside their philosophies, their way of life, their mindsets. I think it's such a benefit to our entire society. Uh, what, what amazed me about these guys is the fact that they, every one of them, to a man, they're, they're very, very extremely competitive. They love to win. And if you're just one-on-one with them, they're, they have no mercy, but when they get out and when they're going to do something as a team, the individual is gone. It's the team at that point. They work uh, whatever the team needs. That's what they're willing to do. Okay, it's time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more with Larry Brown. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Are you enjoying First Class Fatherhood? 
Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? It may sound insane, but it's true. There is a free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Seriously, just go download the free PodCoin app on your iPhone or Android, and if you use my special code, First Class Fatherhood, you will get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. The more you listen, the more PodCoin you earn. And then you turn those PodCoins into gift cards for places like Amazon, Starbucks, or more. So go ahead and listen to this podcast on PodCoin and sign up using the code First Class Fatherhood. It will change the way you listen to podcasts. Let's go, dads. You heard me speaking recently about my daddy-daughter date to see Frozen on Broadway, and it was a night to remember. I bought my tickets on SeatGeek.com and used my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and I saved $20 off my tickets, which I used to buy my daughter a souvenir at the show. Right now, baseball season is in full swing. Both NHL and NBA playoffs are heating up. And if you plan on bringing your kids to any live event, go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in my promo code FIRSTCLASS. One word, FIRSTCLASS. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets. It's a slam dunk deal, guys. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. Amazing, yeah, and an inspiration all the way. And have Adam's children read the book, or, or have they refrained from doing so? Well, they have. Uh, they were exposed to the book not long after it came out. Uh, of course, they were uh, shocked, I think, to know Adam's past because they never, they never experienced him, you know, being into drugs or and never knew it, and it was quite a shock to them. Uh, and that was one of our big concerns, even before the book come out, is how do we tell these kids that looked up to their dad and uh, have so much respect for their dad, uh, what's it going to do to them to find out that, that he had that checkered past? And uh, But they seem to have uh, accepted it well. Uh, Adam's oldest son, or his only son, Nathan, is uh he's he's very quiet he's uh pretty introverted it he don't he don't talk about many things but uh it, even in high school he's in college now but in high school he uh he kind of shied away from from adam's image he you know he didn't he wanted to be nathan he he told me on several occasions uh i i'm i'm not my dad i'm nathan and he he struggled with that uh, i think some but uh i think he's uh and i think he's doing real good now with it but uh so he had uh and savannah his daughter <coughs> uh she has a lot of adams uh characteristics i think she is she's one of those that uh if you get in her way, uh, she's going to make sure she gets you out of her way. She's just very, very, uh, she's more like Adam probably than Nathan as far as her personality. 
<laughs> That's awesome. And one of the craziest things about Adam's story is that, you know, his eye was taken out due to that Sim Brown incident. His hand was crushed in a Humvee that flipped over. Uh, he, had a, he had a great opportunity there to just leave the Navy and be taken care of with a disability package. But instead, he goes further up the chain and makes it past the grueling selection process for DevGrew and becomes a Navy SEAL Team 6 operator. Uh, were you and Janice kind of hoping that he may leave the service after some of those injuries? And what was your response to him uh, going up to DevGrew? Well, Adam, Adam and I talked uh, a lot. Of course, he was in Virginia and I was in Arkansas. But we would call and spend hours on the phone just talking about what he was doing. He wouldn't ever tell me where he had been or what he was doing, but just the things that he was going through. And after his first, when he hurt his eye, uh, I was... Uh, I was of the opinion that probably it was time for him to get out of the Navy. I didn't realize that he could even uh, requalify just at in, the, uh, in Team 4 that he was in at the time. But uh, after he requalified, you know, he, he said, Dad, I, I'm just, uh, I know this is what God wants me to be doing, and so I'm just going to stay here till I don't know. And he he requalified with that, and then when he was asked to to uh, try out for SEAL Team Six or DevGrew, he uh, of course then he had his eye injury, and then he lost three fingers on his one hand. Uh, they reattached them, but he never did get uh, full use of them, but. And all this was on his dominant side, and he spent many, I, I, there's probably unknown how many hours that he spent on the range and just different shooting uh, circumstances just to requalify with his non-dominant eye and his non-dominant hand, which is uh, really a, a quite an accomplishment. And that, that's another one of those things where... Uh, I, I think it was just God did it for him. But he he did a lot of work. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine the amount of hours that he put in learning to shoot at the highest level with his non-dominant hand, with his non-dominant eye, and pass a training course in which highly skilled Navy SEALs with two hands and two eyes fail out of. So it's just incredibly inspiring, and it almost reads like fiction uh, to read about some of these things that Adam overcame in his lifetime. So it would obviously make a great movie. I've heard rumors that there's a movie in the works. Is there any truth to that? And if so, have you been asked to get involved with it? Well, we... Uh... We're not involved in the movie. There, uh, uh, MGM. They at this point they have the rights to the movie through uh, Eric Blim, you know, who wrote the book. Uh, and no, we have abs- we don't have anything to do with the movie. Uh, they've told us that they want us to approve it. You know that they would like for us to approve it and. Um, the ones, the screenplay that we seen last, it was, uh, it was very acceptable to us, and so. But I, I really don't know what is right now, other than uh, they're they're searching for uh, someone to play Adam, and I think that's where it is right now. Okay, yeah, that's a tall order right there. And, Larry, what has the transition been like for you going from dad to grandfather, and what was Adam like as a dad? 
I, for as me, I, I was a lot more calm with the grandkids. I, I, that was part of that. I wished I'd learned with my kids some of the things that I got to do with the grandkids. But uh, I, I think a lot of that too is because the you know the discipline was not my that wasn't my responsibility, and so I could just relax with them, enjoy them, and just have fun with them. And, uh, but as far as Adam, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was a disciplinarian and he wanted his kids to, to, and they were just like him. They were very, very polite. They were very, uh, cognizant of other people's feelings. And, uh, but Adam, he was a, he wanted to be a hands-on dad, uh, he told me the, the last, just before he went on this last deployment, that uh, he felt like God was leading him to get out of the Navy, but uh, he didn't know what what he was supposed to do when he got out of the Navy, and that was one of the last conversations we had about that, because Adam, he really wanted to be a full-time dad. He had got the opportunity to coach Nathan in uh, one football season, and he just loved it. And uh, he was really, really wanting to be a full-time dad. And uh, but uh, he was—that was, that was uh, one of his desires before he was getting out of the Navy. Yeah, and Larry, are you still close with the Navy SEAL community, or have you lost touch over the years here? Well, no, because. Uh, on August the 6th of 2011, when uh, Extortion 17 went down, that helicopter that was crashed in Afghanistan, of the uh, 13 men that were, or the 17 men that were with Adam on the night he was killed, 13 of them were on that helicopter. And those were the ones that we had gotten close to. Those were the ones that that spent so much time with uh, with our family, and so after they were killed, we uh, we still have a couple of friends that are in the teams, but we're not uh, we we don't have much to do. You know, we still uh, communicate with the the uh, seal the Navy Seal Foundation some, but uh, other than that, we don't have a whole lot of contact. Yeah, and of course, Extortion 17 was an extremely tragic event. Uh, I've had the Gold Star parents of one of the SEALs that was killed in that disaster, Aaron Vaughn. Um, I've had Karen and Billy Vaughn on the show here, and it just a tragic event. And on this Memorial Day here, it is a time for us to remember all of these warriors. What type of traditions do you have with your family on this day, or does it change from year to year? Well, it kind of changes every year. It's uh, used to, uh, we... For several years, uh, we accepted invitations to go somewhere and maybe to speak to a group of people of some sort. And uh, we don't do that anymore. We, Janice and I, have uh, we've kind of reserved that that day, and we don't we don't do anything that day. We normally go out to the to the cemetery and where Adam's buried. Uh, and, uh, there's, we have a, 
I also have an uncle that was killed in Korea. And uh, so we go, and I have several high school buddies that were killed in Vietnam. And uh, so we, we normally just make a day of remembrance of those people and uh, try to keep it on a uh, just a, a personal basis, just Janice and I and our family together. Yeah, and I am very thankful for all of the men and women who have served. I mean, I do my best here to include as many veterans on the podcast as I can. I know that you're a veteran yourself, your father, a World War II veteran, and your family has given so much to this country. I mean, the best I could do is just say uh, thank you, Larry, and, you know, I do not take my freedom for granted. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Larry, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Well, uh, <laughs> I would tell them that expect a lot of your child, but not to the point that that you that he feels disappointed that he didn't complete, or that make sure that your child understands that if he's doing his best. You're going to love him, and you're going to be very proud of him. Yeah, very well said, Larry. I, I understand that this is a very difficult conversation to have. I'm very grateful that you've given me a few minutes here to speak with me about your son, uh, Adam, who has made and continues to make such a difference in this world. Um, thank you, Larry, for your time today on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, and I appreciate it, Alex, very much. Thank you for calling, and thank you for the opportunity. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts here in just a minute. Sometime back, I received, in the name of our country, the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us.
Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Larry Brown for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an extreme honor for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Please hit me on Twitter or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And lock it in for tomorrow. We're going to have Navy veteran and guitarist for the band Three Doors Down, Chris Henderson. He'll be stopping by. Wednesday, we're going to have an actor who plays a Navy SEAL on TV in the hit show for CBS, SEAL Team. A.J. Buckley will be my guest on Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to have a stuntman who is also a BMX phenomenon. Mike Escamilla will join me for Thursday's episode. And Friday, we're going to finish it off with a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL Clark Empastado will be joining me here. So lock it in. Please tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Thank you.